0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. In the course of his teaching, Jesus said to the crowds Beware of the scribes who like to go around in long robes and accept greetings in the marketplaces, seats of honor in synagogues, and places of honor at banquets. They devour the houses of widows and, as a pretext, recite lengthy prayers they will receive a very severe condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and observed how the crowd put money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came and put in two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth, but she from her poverty has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise For they have all contributed from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. I am very much not yet free. I am bound by this certain mentality, and maybe you can relate to it. It's the calculating mentality. Perhaps out of a place of fear within me, I'm very diligent about thinking about how much sleep I need, how much food I need, how much exercise I need, how much time I can give to others, how much time I can give to God in prayer. Always calculating. Because everything I give away, I don't get back. I have to to make a sacrifice. And I'm afraid if I don't calculate, then I won't have enough for me. As a little example, I've been running now for a number of years, and when I was in high school and I was running cross country, this is just a classic scenario, I would be running the race. Maybe, I never became an amazing cross country runner by any stretch of the imagination, And as I got to the end of the race, you know, you have the last few hundred meters and then you have your kick, right? You use everything that you have left to finish the race. Well, this might seem like a good thing, but I always had a really great kick at the end. Which means, as my coach would remind me, you had too much left. You didn't use enough during the rest of the race. You're not reaching your full potential. You kept too much. But even while running that race, gosh, if I, if I go too hard into this hill right now, I might not have enough to finish the race. Well, thanks be to God, Jesus is little by little liberating me from this calculating mentality because I'm discovering more and more that God actually wants to give me more and more But I'm not giving him an opportunity because I'm not even giving what little I have, what little I can give, I don't give. I've also been reading this book, it's about 100 years old now, but it's just been kicking me in the tail because this book is called Soul of the Apostolate, and there's no more convicting book for a priest to read than this one, but really for any Christian, because the basic thesis of the book is you're not fruitful because you're not abiding in God. You're not fruitful because you're not praying and you're trying to rely on all of your human resources and your human programs to get things done. Guilty as charged, right? Especially as a priest and especially as priests who are being spread so thin, I feel myself wanting to lean into my own resources But this does a disservice to you and to me because I think you want your priest to be more than a sacramental vending machine. I think you want your priest to be more than an administrator of the things of the parish. I think you want your priest to lead you closer to Jesus Christ, to lead you to holiness, to bring you the happiness that comes from a deep relationship with Jesus But here's the problem. We as priests can't give what we don't have. If we don't have a deep intimacy with Jesus Christ and we start to see ourselves as administrators and sacramental vending machines, nothing's going to happen, right? We might even have an amazing parish on the exterior, all these programs, all these people even coming into our pews. But at the end of the day, no one is actually a disciple of Jesus Christ. And that begins with the priest, unless he is a disciple of Jesus Christ. In fact, not, as, not just in theory, unless he is a disciple, he cannot beget disciples. I've heard it said, especially in fundraising talks and everything, which I haven't had to give too many at this point, but I will many times in the future, we won't be judged so much on what we have given, we will perhaps be judged a lot more on what we have kept for ourselves. That's why the rich are able to give larger sums, because as Jesus says, they're giving from a surplus. This doesn't really mean a sacrifice for me. Whereas she, from her poverty, has given all that she had. I think part of the reason why we're not generous with our material wealth is because we're also not being generous with God, especially in the most valuable resource that we have, and that is our time. Let's do a little quick math here. All of us have been given 168 hours in every single week. 168 hours. And the vast majority of Christians, and especially Catholics, are not giving one hour... Back to God as a sort of tithing. Tithing literally means 10%, but one out of 168 is far less than 10%, right? But we're not even giving the one hour back, or we give it reluctantly and we say, okay, God, I'll go to mass this weekend, but don't expect me to go every weekend. This is our calculating mentality that is hindering our relationship with God. Fulton Sheen, he would go around preaching retreats to priests, and he was talking about this thing that I was talking about, how we're giving basically from an empty well. We're trying to beget followers, disciples of Jesus, but we're not really followers ourselves. And so at the end of his retreat, his call to action was always the same. I need all of you to pray a holy hour every day. I need all of you to spend an hour before Jesus in the blessed sacrament or else you will not have anything to give. You will become a vending machine, in my words. Of course, the pastors protest, Father, you have no idea all of the demands being placed on us. This is 50 years ago, okay? <laughs> this doesn't hold a candle to what priests are being asked to do now. We have all of these things, all of this administration, all of these programs. All. We can't possibly give an hour of our time to the, to the Lord in prayer every day. And Fulton Sheen said, you're absolutely right. You don't need to give one hour. You need to give two hours of prayer for all of the things, all of the responsibilities that you have. It totally flips our logic upside down. And so my invitation for all of us and to myself is to enter into this week without as much of that human calculation, to be generous with God first in our time, In the prayer that we give, we cannot be a fervent follower of Jesus Christ without silent prayer every single day. A bare minimum of 15 minutes, especially for parents of small children, even 15 minutes can be quite the challenge. But for those of us that have the ability to arrange our schedule more, half an hour is indispensable if we want to be fervent followers of Jesus Christ. And here is the amazing thing that I have found, and I think you will find, the more you give to Jesus in that prayer time, and as this book is kicking me in the tail and inviting me to go back to more prayer, not less, to get more things done, I'm finding that I am more efficacious. The Spirit of God is doing the heavy lifting. All I have to do is show up. And so we are generous With others because we have first received the generosity of God, but very often we're not giving God the opportunity to be generous with us. We're not giving him our time. We're not giving him our service to the church. We're not giving of our material resources. And so how can we possibly know that God is going to provide for us unless we give him the opportunity to? Jesus, you are our Lord You are our God, and you flip our mentality upside down, a mentality of calculation, a mentality of fear that I might not have enough. Jesus, you invite us to not be afraid, to put out into the deep, to step onto the stormy waters. Jesus, you are pouring yourself out completely for us on this altar and in this Eucharist. I ask you to flood our hearts and our minds now with A fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. A spirit of generosity. A spirit of self-sacrifice. Help us to make a gift of ourselves as you have first made a gift of yourself to us. Jesus, give us your generous heart. Amen.